I was working with a guy the other day who got rejected by a woman because of his height. I think the guy said that his height was like, he's like five foot four and the woman was like five, seven and she wore heels and that sort of thing. And she had said ahead of time, like, Hey, I really like you a lot, but I don't know if I can get past this height thing. And apparently they went out, they had a really good time. Um, and by the end of it, she said, you know, I had a really awesome time with you, but I just, the sexual and physical chemistry is just not there for me because of the height, more or less is what she said. And, you know, the guy I was working with, he's a very confident guy, very put together guy. I like him a lot. And he's, you know, it still stung him though, understandably, right? Because this is something, you know, if you're, you, you're a shorter guy, this is something that you've dealt with your whole life. And it just makes you, it can throw you into a real shitty state, but it's not just height. Like this can happen with any of your more, you know, immutable characteristics, right? Like, you know, if you, because of your race, someone doesn't like you or because of your height or, you know, maybe you're really insecure about your, your dick size or whatever it is, something about yourself that you cannot easily change or maybe not change at all. It's many guys, they get very insecure about this kind of stuff, right? And it's understandable, right? Of course it's understandable. You know, I, I have my own things like that where I, I feel insecure or, I, you know, I feel like, oh, you know, I, I, there's nothing I can do about it kind of thing. But there is. And I would say that there's three levels to responding to an insecurity around some immutable trait. And I want to walk through those three levels in this video. The first option is to compensate. All right. And this is, you know, one that many of us have heard of and we're all familiar with. It's like, you know, the, the Napoleon complex. Speaking of short guys, that the Napoleon complex is this idea that, uh, you know, short guys will be, you know, extra aggressive or something like that to compensate for their height. Um, they'll try to be extra tough and in your face and overly assertive uh, in a way that's unappealing and unnecessary, but it's something that they're doing to compensate because they feel like they're lacking physically. So they got to make up with it by being this big sort of personality. And I have no idea if there's any scientific backing behind that, but that's all a concept we've heard of before. In the same way we've all heard of the concept of like, oh, this, you know, really big or, you know, really flashy car drives by and, you know, this, someone makes a comment like, ah, you know, that guy's clearly compensating for something, you know, assuming that guy's got a little dick. So now he's got to go get a big car to make himself feel better. And while this isn't always the case, obviously, you know, people can just have, you know, nicer cars uh, or big cars. And, you know, some people, they can just be extra aggressive and assertive and not be short. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but it also is true sometimes for sure. You know, I've met people like that and they've straight up told me that. They're compensating in this regard. And I think this is kind of like the lowest level of dealing with an insecurity like this because um, it uh, it's accepting that you are deficient. It's living in the frame that, yeah, you are lacking. And because of that, you need to make up for it. Otherwise, you are not good enough. And if you live in that frame, that's a shitty way to live. Like you're basically just owning that I'm going to be insecure. And the best thing that I can do is try and do this thing that will cover it up, you know, that will somehow make my insecure, balance out what I'm most insecure about. And as far as I'm concerned, I just don't like that at all. You know, I don't, I think that that's fundamentally weak and accepting, uh, you know, a, a, an assault on your dignity. The second option that a lot of guys do is they will try to just accept their shortcoming and love themselves. Now, 
this might sound like the answer, but it's but it's not. I think you can go a step further. This is certainly better than getting caught in the 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 stress and worry and you know what do you want to call it insecurity of compensating constantly, constantly feeling like you have to compensate. Accepting where you're at sounds good, right? But really, it's still living in that frame of like, oh, I have to accept this shitty part of me. Ah, oh, yeah, it still sucks, but I and I can love myself, but. Uh, it is a thing. It is a problem, right? And so you're going to have to constantly like live with this inadequacy. And like, yeah, you can kind of love yourself through the inadequacy, but ah, oh, I still have this inadequacy. And I like the fact that it's saying I'm still like you're still worth loving. That's accepting that you have some inherent dignity that even if you are, you know, short or small dicked or, you know, you you got an ugly face or whatever it is, uh that's good. You should be connected to an un- unconditional sense of dignity. But dignity is not the whole thing. Like we, we need to have a perception of status in ourselves if we're going to be the best. We have to believe that we have uh, that we are good enough on conditional levels as well. And as long as you're viewing yourself as conditionally, you know, like damaged goods, well, then there's going to be a, a limit to how confident you can be. And confidence it means a lot. It's like it's what allows you to set your limits on what you're able to accomplish in this world. So learning how to break through that, I think is very important. And this is where you got to go to level three if you really want to get there. So level three is when you tap into actually loving the thing that you previously viewed as a dysfunction. Okay, this is the stuff that you really want to learn how to do. And it's the hardest thing to do, but this is what's going to unlock your full potential when you're actually able to see the thing that, you know, others or maybe even yourself prior labeled as a deficiency, you're able to see it actually as a strength, see it as something that actually makes you a unique and interesting character. Okay, like if you think about it, it's like if we could all just get the ideal, right, we'd all be, you know, tall, jacked, with huge dicks, and, you know, incredibly smart, and, you know, yada, 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 just, like, name all those those kinds of attributes. If we were all that, all of a sudden, those attributes wouldn't mean anything, because everybody would be the same freaking person, and it'd be boring as hell, and you know who would stand out? The people who are unique, and that's the thing, is, like, as long as you are a full person, that means that you are a full character, And a character is formed by all of their traits. And if you can learn how to embrace all of your traits as aspects of your character, then you can actually learn how to love each of those traits if you can learn how to love the character that you are. And that's that's really the key to this. Like, if you are writing a book, no one likes a book where the main character is too perfect. They need to have flaws. Flaws are what make people interesting. And... Those, you know, the things we're calling flaws, they're just things that make stuff cool, right? Like, you know, they had to give Superman a weakness. Otherwise, he was just the most boring thing in the world. And they made it kryptonite, which is also arguably one of the most boring weaknesses in the war in the world, <laughs> right? Like, you take uh, Heath Ledger's Joker from The Dark Knight. That's an incredibly screwed up person, but they're incredibly interesting, right? It's the same thing. Like everybody who can like learn how to own their characteristics can be very, very compelling. Like one of the examples that popped up in my head, uh, is this, the guy named Hasbulla, right? This guy, this little, this, this fella here, he's got some kind of like, you know, disease that, you know, prevents him from growing normally. 
and it keeps him looking like a child. But he's owned it. He's become like a a huge celebrity. He's like learned how to lean into that and become this like iconic character, uh, particularly like in the MMA world. But I know he's he's expanded into to other stuff as well. There, if you go back through history, there's just plenty of those weird-ass people. And weird people are the best. Weird people make the best characters. And so it's like, if you got something weird about you, congratulations. All you got to do is learn how to love it. All you got to do is learn how to, like, look at it and, like, come to, like, see it in a positive light. <laughs> like, there was this one guy I used to know when I was a kid, and he used to get, you know, naked uh, every once in a while. It's just because we were like wild young little kids and he had like a small dick and he loved it. He's like, yeah, I got a little dick and he just like owned it and he was confident about it. And like he was able to be so confident about it that he was able to get a decent amount of chicks. And <laughs> this is something that can happen. All right. It's, it's not like you need to have everything perfect. You just need to be confident in who you are, especially when it comes to women. You know, not all like some women, they will just disqualify you offhand. But there's all if you're able to love yourself, then guaranteed you will be able to find someone else who is able to love yourself. And I'm not just talking about in this unconditional, dignified level. That's important. But I'm talking about even in your conditions, even in your uniqueness, even in your unique deficiencies. If you can learn how to see that as something that makes you a more compelling and interesting and unique character. Well, guess what? Someone else is going to be able to do that too. It's just about creating that frame and learning how to invite other people into it with you. And I mean, that's part of like what what I've tried to do here. Like I'm a weird person, guys. You know, like the stuff I talk about is not normal. You know, like I can't even describe to you the number of times like I've just started like spouting off about like, you know, quitting porn and shit like that in like a normal conversation because I talk about it all the time and then people are like, what are you talking about? Why are you so weird? We're just trying to have dinner. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I've leaned into it. You know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm weird like that. You know, I'm, I'm a moral megalomaniac in a lot of ways. I'm obsessed with trying to figure out how to do things bigger and better and, you know, become stronger and develop more self-mastery. And a lot of it's like arguably unhealthy. You know, people could for sure make that argument. But guess what? I own it. I love it. And because of that, I've got thousands of people who watch my shit and buy my stuff. Okay, and I, that's that's all you got to do is you got to find out. All right, you've got weird, awkward stuff. Don't make it weird and awkward. And the way you do that is you don't make it weird and awkward in your own head. And as long as you're able to do that, then you create a space where other people can step into that with you and they can celebrate you with you. And part of another reason why that's so compelling is because everyone else got weird shit, too. Even if it's not just physical, even if it's not something immediately, you know, observable, everybody's got something strange. And so if they, when they see people who are confident in themselves being their own freaky weird selves, 
they know they think, oh, maybe maybe I could have that someday too. The only people who get pissed about it are the people who are in denial about their own weirdness. You know, this is what bullies are. They have their own shit that they haven't come to terms with, and they see someone else being okay, being their weird self, and like, oh, they can't be okay like that because I'm not okay like that. So I'm gonna beat that little nerd up, <laughs> and that's just stupid and sad. So. Anyway, if you want to learn how to do this kind of stuff in a more in-depth level, if you want to learn like my processes for working with yourself, changing your psychology, you know, changing it through journaling, all that kind of stuff, then you're going to definitely want to check out my self-mastery club. You can find out more about that and also get my free manhood mastery training just by clicking the link. So hopefully you check it out. Let me know what you think of it. Ooh, yeah. See you on the next one. And hey, anyone who's still watching, let me know your weird thing in the comments. You know, if you're brave enough to share, let me know. Uh, I would love to hear how you guys are strange and uh, how you're going to learn how to love that strangeness. So see you in the next one.